the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. At 12.06 on this Thursday, J6. That's exactly right. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, thepetro.com. I want to welcome in everyone. We do the noon report on Facebook Live. So you just find my page, John DePetro Show. It's done in conjunction with RI1 News. RI1 News. Folks, this portion of the program, and good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live on this January 6th. I'm going to break down. Folks, there's a lot of developing stories right now on this Thursday, and we will give it to you. The truth of what's really going on. It's for real news for adults. And it's brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now listen, we do have snow in the forecast. I'm going to touch on that. Um, if you're having a problem with your heating system, now is the time. Be proactive. Call Coogan Heating. Call Coogie. R.E. Coogan and Heating. 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook. It's Coogan Heating. 401-732-6562. Reliable dependable, helpful, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Cookie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, cooling, 24-hour emergency service for your gas boiler, oil. Uh, it's Coogan Heating. Call them, 401-732-6562. They're also on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Again, call them. Now, listen. It is going to get cold and snowy over the next few days. If right now you're having a problem with your heating unit, at least get on the list. Make contact with them. Call Kooks, 401-732-6562. That's who I would call. That's who I would call. As a matter of fact, uh, and I tell the story, just a few months ago, our, you know, the hot water tank gave out, which we got a good run out of it, but... So what did I do? Did I try to fix it? No, of course not. It did not damage the basement too much. Many times I can flood your basement. I called Cougs, came right out, repaired it. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, and reliable. Well, folks, we have a lot of unique stories on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. I just posted a new one this morning. It's, it's really remarkable. You have to check out what they're looking for, for qualifications for people. If you want to be a teaching assistant, this is for a teaching assistant in a Providence charter school. Um, and I'm going to, I'll touch on that in just a moment, but don't forget to Petro.com, which is brought to you by our friend Pat Olston, Caldwell Bank of Realty. Pat is based in Cumberland, 20 years experience. I received the nicest email from Lori the other day that said, I was so happy to hear you mention the name Pat Elston because she uh, helped us find our perfect our new first home, and it's a perfect home, and they remain in the home. Call Pat Elston today. Caldwell Bank of Realty, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. There's a link on the website, petro.com 401-474-5253, 401-474-5253. Pat Elston, Caldwell Bank of Realty. I am going to talk about Biden. I am going to talk. Governor McKee is going to now, he's emerging from hiding because of this snowstorm that's that's going to be coming, although they've been wrong in the past. But, folks, I really want to draw your attention to the website, award-winning website, by the way, depetro.com, voted number one by the Readers of Rhode Island Monthly simply because people love real news. But you gotta, you have to read this where um, this charter school in Providence, we're the only one that has it, wanted kindergarten teaching, teaching assistant. This is for, think of this, kindergarten. This all these people, Cackle and the rest of them, that all insist there's no such thing. The teachers, there's no such thing as critical race theory. There's no such thing as critical race theory. Check out the job application for Hope Academy. It's on Eddy Street in Providence. It was just posted. It was posted, uh, let's see, Tuesday, January 4th. Start immediately. Teaching assistant at Hope Academy. It's K through 5. It's K through 5. So you have different things you would need a teaching assistant, but then you get into provides individual and small group instruction with socially conscious lens. And then it gets into qualification skills. Are you ready for this? Make sure you check this out on the website, tepetro.com. Here are the qualification skills they're looking for this teaching assistant. Acknowledge racism and privilege. This is 
kindergarten, first grade, second grade, skills qualifications. Talk about racism with students. Kindergarten is five years old. When you see racism or other types of inequities, you address it. Culturally influence effective communication skills. Do I have to remind you that in the Providence schools right now, that um, 95, it's not funny, but 95% of the children are not proficient in English. 90 or 90%, 95 are not proficient in math, meaning they can't do math or, or reading at their grade level. <clears throat> Considered one of the worst school systems in the country. And then you can read it for yourself. It's all there for the right person. And then they have things like, you know, you would think for a teaching assistant, you know, you're going to do fire drills and um, and then what they're looking for for the person. But check that out. It's on the way. Is that, can you imagine kindergarten? Acknowledge racism and privilege. Assist teacher, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, anyway, you can see. And maybe there's someone listening that says, yeah, I, I think I'd like that. But I'll, I'll tell you, hopefully this will shut down um, all these people. And there's other stories as well. We have everything about, we were in court the other day. Governor McKee still has not commented on the tragic death of the 17-year-old student. Instead, folks, we you know we have snow in the forecast. Governor McKee's going to have a press briefing with Peter Alvidia, the DOT, coming up a little bit later. See, they all get excited now. Governor McKee gets excited because <clears throat> if someone then wants to ask about COVID... The fact that the testing in Rhode Island is atrocious. People waiting outside last night for hours and then couldn't even get a test. Everything is about Central Falls. But all he'll say is, well, right now we're focused on the storm. So this impending snowstorm, and and I don't know how much it's going to be. I mean, I think I'm seeing, is it three to six inches maybe? Um, it, it dry Accumulating snow, diff- difficult travel expectation. I, I, I'm seeing... Hold on. What's the Channel 12 saying? All right. So north of Providence, maybe towards Worcester, could be as much as eight inches. But most people, it seems like it would be like three to four inches possible. Possible. So, but instead, that's what they want to focus on. They don't want to focus on the situation that they've completely dropped the ball regarding testing COVID. And I'll also, folks, remind you that this is another example. Those schools should be open. All of these different schools. But the problem is the local media, they, they treat the unions as if they are educators, the union leaders. They're not educators, they're union negotiators. But I want to start off, folks. Uh, that was embarrassing. This is all politics with what happened one year ago, January 6th. You know, one year ago, we were carrying live President Trump's speech. I want to be very clear. This is all politics. This is all about the fact that uh, the midterm elections, Biden wants to do anything to distract. You know what happened last summer? Last summer, we watched, or 2020, I should say, 2020, leading into that, we watched Black Lives Matter, Antifa, defund the police protest. They destroyed, did billions of dollars in damage in every major city. And that was never addressed. And even locally, the bulk of anyone arrested at the protests or riots was then let go on a misdemeanor charge. So we had to sit back and watch that. And then all in, in my did they light the Capitol on fire? No. One year ago, did they burn the Capitol to the ground? No. Did they steal things out? Of, somebody took out Pelosi's podium and they got it back and. That was it. It was a it was a rowdy protest. That's what it was. That got out of control. I'll even accept it, it at times it turned into like a mini riot. But but our side had watched riots all summer long, watched monuments. So I suggest if they want to start doing, you know, anniversary of this and that, then then coming up on June first. Or June 2nd of this year. this year. We'll do the two-year anniversary. We'll do a peaceful rally downtown Providence, outside Providence Place Mall, and remind people this is the two-year anniversary of the violent Black Lives Matter riot that destroyed the mall in parts of Providence. Fine. 
You know, Trump supporters should do this all over the country. Have this is the two year anniversary when they burned down the Minneapolis police station. Two year anniversary of the riots in New York City. You know, two year anniversary of the riots in Atlanta, in Philadelphia, in Chicago. They want to do that and just remind people. But here in Rhode Island, we'll do that. This was the two year anniversary of the violent Black Lives Matter riot that destroyed the mall and set a um, St. Pierre shoes on fire in downtown Providence that never reopened. But Biden blames Trump. You know, this is they are it's very they are uh, fearful of losing the midterms. They want to do anything to get the focus off. Biden is failing. COVID is back. That they're going to lose the midterms. They have no other card to play. Russia is going to invade Ukraine. China is going to invade Taiwan. Those are two things to focus on. And Biden is not focused. And he didn't give a speech. He read what was prepared for him. It's so aggravating. It is. And these people just have no shame. Um, and I also, there's a good piece in the Wall Street Journal. The Capitol riot was, uh, January 6th, was a national disgrace. But almost more despairing the way Americans' political tribes have responded. Nancy Pelosi seems intent on exploiting that day. That's what they're doing to retain power. And President Trump insists it was a protest march. I love the fact they just call them tourists with their... Um, Flags and hats taken selfies. That that was the bulk of it. Hey, as I started to say, the majority of it were peaceful protesters. There's only a few people. You had 100,000 people. What would they arrest? A couple hundred? That's that's not even one percent. Um, one lesson is that January 6th was not an insurrection. It was not an attempted coup. The Justice Department House Select Committee have looked high and low for conspiracy. But they haven't found anything because it didn't exist. The, quote, war room was motley characters at the Willard Hotel. Small group of plotters wanted to storm the barricades. They were not organized. And it was really just a mob that breached the Capitol. Justice Department says 725 people from nearly all 50 states been charged in the riot. 70 defendants had the cases adjudicated, and 31 of those will do time in prison. They're not getting off easy. Um, so, but, I, and I love it. it. It's called stop calling it an insurrection. It's a legal term denotes much more than it was a sporadically violent riot or disturbance, and that's what it was, period. Many crimes did take place. Demonstrators rioted, destroyed government property. They did engage in acts of violence. That is true. But they watched it all summer long. You know who is in the media? They're falling over themselves. There's a former Cicilline aide. And, you know, what's his name? Richard Luchette. And I don't, I don't think I know the guy. But he worked for Cicilline, which is all you need to, all you need to know. But they're all falling over. He remembers that day. And, oh... If you remember, folks, and again, good afternoon at 1220. Um, So this is interesting. Uh, New York Times, six advisors to President Biden's transition team urged him change his COVID strategy, address the new normal of living with the virus, indefinitely not wiping it out. Well, that's that's not what he is um, saying, but they they are all falling over themselves um, Cicilline, if you remember, initially claimed that he was um, there and fought off the rioters. And then he, he changed his stance and he wasn't even actually in the, in the building. Much like AOC, if you remember, AOC kept saying, and I could, and I could hear them and they were banging on the door. And where is she? And we're going to find her. And I locked my... And then then you found out she was actually a quarter mile away, not even in the Capitol at that time. Folks, this they, they this is very simple. They they wanted to do this. You know, Langevin claims, Langevin said, I, I took, I had a stick and I was fighting them off. And, and then someone, you know, they'd say, Congressman, you were actually, you weren't even in your office that day. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. So, like, what, what are they talking about? But this guy that worked for Cicilline, this guy, Rich Luchette, I want to find it, but he, he, he's a Buffalo Bills fan. Here he is. Buffalo on the anniversary. Now, see, this is wrong. This is wrong. See, this is the bias. This is Channel 12. Anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. See, this is, uh, you know, this is bias. It was not an insurrection. (laughs) This is the problem with the media. um, It was not an insurrection. It was a protest that got violent. But what, you know, will anyone, why is that allowed? Kate Walsh, on the anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection. We hear from Rich Luchette, former staffer for Cicilline, who shares with us his memories of that terrifying day when Congressman Cicilline showed bravery in fighting off the riot. He wasn't even in the blanking building. This guy's a Buffalo Bills fan. The, the Bills Mafia is far more violent and rowdy than those people that day. They were tourists. That felt, should we go to the Smithsonian? Should we go to the Capitol? No, let's go to the Capitol. Look around. Take some pictures. Every All the film I see, people were taking pic selfies. I can't believe this is allowed. This is the bias. Why are they allowed to even use the term? It was not an insurrection. It was an armed insurrection. This guy, Rich, is so brave. He had to leave his job. Anxiety was that I was anxious initially. Uh, such drama. When the insurrection queen. started when they found the pipe bombs outside of the RNC. And they the didn't DNC even know that till later. The feeling of anxiety quickly gave way to a feeling of anger uh. and outrage over what was happening. I remember at one point our chief offering to let people go home if they wanted to. Uh, um, they're doing that in a snowstorm. And it seems kind of silly in retrospect, me just being a rank-and-file congressional staffer, but in my head, it felt like if I had left in that moment, to some extent, it would be allowing the insurrectionists to win, to uh, leave our office. And at the same time, we, we had a job to do. Um, Congressman Ted Lieu from California had to evacuate the Cannon Building because of the pipe bombs that were found, and he was in our office for the duration of the day, and it was during that time that he and Congressman Cicilline got to work on first a letter to the vice president asking him to invoke the 25th Amendment, and then the article of impeachment, which the House would ultimately pass. You know, that tell, first of all, he's lying. They don't call him out. There was no pipe bomb found at the Capitol. There was no pipe bomb. There were two pipe bombs, supposedly found at the RNC headquarters and the DNC. So make of that as well that has not been solved. But notice what he just said. That night, Congressman Cicilline immediately got to work to start writing the articles of impeachment. That night, I didn't want to let them win. You know, Congressman Cicilline, um, see, here we go. New York Post. Democrats explore barring Trump from ever holding office ever again because of January 6th. That's all it is. That's all it is. I want you to listen very clearly right now at 1225, whether you're listening at AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or online at uh, the website topetro.com. This today, this is beyond political theater of Kamala Harris and Biden and the Democrat Party and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Cicilline and the this is all right now trying to take the feet out. They see all the polls. They see the Cook Report and all these national reports saying that Republicans are poised to win the midterms this year and win congressional races and take back the House. That means Pelosi's out. And take back the Senate. Schumer's out. And this is setting the table. There are polls right now in New Hampshire, in Iowa, in Wisconsin, in Florida, in Michigan, in Arizona, in Nevada, that if the election were held today, President Trump beats Joe Biden, period. And this, that's all this is about is politics. And it is shameful 
They're going to bar him from holding. They are so desperate to keep that man out. And he it's I am I'm not even convinced he's going to run again. I'm not. That's all it is, is because of a couple of people that were out of line and they lied. Cicilline, all these people, the only person killed was Ashley Babbitt. And she was going to the ladies room. She was shot and killed on her way to try to find a restroom inside the Capitol. So now tomorrow, there's a great documentary on Newsmax. We're going to tomorrow. I'm going to interview the person that made it. It's about 40 minutes long. It's running on Newsmax all weekend. It debuts. I think they debuted last night. I think they're going to play it again tonight. Greg Kelly's in it. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is in it. Um, Let me think who else. The husband of Ashley Babbitt is in it. Uh, There's a number of different people. Sebastian Gorka is in it. Greg Kelly, as I said. But it is, um, folks, that's all this is. You know what else I I just want to mention about that Rich Luchette who, listen, he is, he worked for Cicilline. He was in a Washington Post story that he had to, he had to leave his job because of what happened. You know, they, they are the biggest drama queens. Um, here's, I'm going to play the mother of Ashley Babbitt speaking on the one year anniversary. Oh, wow. She's right outside the Capitol. There was no reason. And a Cicilline lied. So the, the, the people, Ashley Babbitt was the only person killed inside the Capitol. There was another woman killed. They wouldn't even help her. She, listen, there was someone, all kinds of tourists gathered there. People were coming in from all over, going inside. One woman, you know, who knows who she, where she was from or what her purpose was. She uh, OD, I think she OD'd on fentanyl, but they were saying people were killed inside. That was false. Cicilline said uh, uh, the Capitol security guard was beaten with a, um, beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. Total lie, complete lie, never happened. Brian Sicknick had two strokes. He was obese. He had underlying health conditions. But wait till you see this documentary that I uh, have seen where they, uh, you should see the way the Capitol Police, there were some protesters just standing there waving Trump flags and they come over and I'm telling you folks, it looks like Rodney King. And that's, that's actually what started a lot of the trouble was the aggressive nature that they were beating them. Would they ever have done that to BLM? Never. Would they have ever have done that to anyone of color or in T for BLM? Absolutely not. But that Rich Luquette, the uh, drama queen that worked for Cicilline, let me just find his, uh, something that the local media, they never, I'm the only one that'll bring it out. So there she is. Why, why is she saying ins, insurrection? Why is she allowed to? Um, here it is. They've never asked this guy, Congressman Cicilline, no, he's never commented on the Black Lives Matter Providence riot. He's never been asked about it by the media. He never commented on it. Never. He was the mayor of Providence for eight years. He attended the Black Lives Matter rally the weekend before the riot. The riot started on a Monday night, 1130, June 1st, and went into the early morning hours of June 2nd. That Saturday, I post the picture. Congressman David Cicilline was at the Black Lives Matter protest that started at uh, Burnside Park, right across from City Hall, and they made their way over and smashed all the windows at the back of the state house. Why isn't that considered an insurrection? Never called out about that. And the state police and the Capitol Police had video of who did it, and they never arrested anyone or did anything about it. And even when they were presented with evidence, yeah. Luchette was so disturbed he went to work for a political strategy. Yeah, total fraud. And they don't even ask him about it. They don't even ask about that. How come he didn't leave D.C.? He was so, what, what about the people that, what about the fact the police had to go to work in, in the riot? What about the people who, you know, a lot of the rioters, whether it was in Wisconsin or Minneapolis or New York City or Atlanta or Philadelphia or even Providence for that matter. How about they had to go back into the neighborhoods? He was never in danger. Such the drama queen. And they're all falling off. We spoke with Rich Luchette. Who talked about Congressman Cicilline on that day? I was there 
he was like, the, the Capitol's a huge complex. The, first of all, the Rhode Island State House is a big building. The Capitol is enormous. Those of you that saw the footage when I was there, even back in September, if you've ever been to D.C., it's, it, it, it's hard to imagine. You know, sometimes our vision of things, right, it doesn't match up. I remember after September 11th, and Gene Valicenti of NBC10 was down at ground zero, and I had him on the phone, and he was trying to describe just how big the area was that was blocked off and considered ground zero. And it's, again, I, I freely admit in Rhode Island, sometimes it's hard. People can't get, you know, proportionality. But Gene said, I, I'll never forget this. He said, John, it's as big as downtown Providence. And it is. Anyone that's ever gone down there, the area that was considered ground zero, it wasn't like just Kennedy Plaza. It was the, literally like the size of downtown Providence. If you've been to the Capitol, I mean, there's underground tunnels, there's all different factions to it. Think of this. AOC's office is considered in the Capitol. She's a quarter quarter of a mile away from where, you know, this was going on. So just in, in the Capitol building itself, it, it's the, the Capitol building itself, I, I think, is the size of like five Rhode Island state houses. That's how enormous that structure is. If you look at the maps, there were just small sections where they were there. But he he is the drama. Yeah, that's exactly right. I remember that. Gene, folks, by the way, you know, you want to talk about, I want to give a moment that that was, he's never, uh, you know, he gets credit for things. He's never gotten the credit. He was the only local reporter that was literally down there. And that was award-winning coverage of Ground Zero in the aftermath of uh, after 9-11. But this Rich Luchette and the Cicilline stuff is, is just ridiculous. And the fact that, you know, listen, it, I, I don't want to parse words here, but I'm just saying Channel 12, it, it, they're throwing around the word insurrection. It, it, was, it was not an armed insurrection. It was, at times it was a riot. At times it was a riot. But uh, last uh, October of 2020... When I was outside the Providence uh, Safety Complex, the Jamal Gonzalez protest, the ATV riders were there. That that was a riot outside. Twenty-two people arrested. It was it was frightening to be there. Uh, we have the footage up. Maybe I'll repost some of it. But that was a riot. Th- this was a riot. But you also see a lot of the footage when you see the Capitol Rotunda. There's all these people just taking pictures of themselves, and they have flags and Trump hats. And listen, I saw some of that footage. Going back and forth. Where do you see this documentary on Newsweek? There's never been an investigation of that. And something else that has really not been talked about is those people, the J6 people, as they're called, they, they, they were not treated fairly. You know, people talk about the arrest of many of the Black Lives Matter protesters around the country. So many of them were let go in misdemeanors, whether it was New York City or Atlanta or Minneapolis or Wisconsin or even Providence. A lot of times, all those people that were, you know, it's then like let go, misdemeanor. There were two guys in Providence, in fairness, that were arrested for torching the police cruiser. But that, uh, other than that, they never caught the people that destroyed, and that was arson on that, um, the shoe store, St. Pierre Shoes in in downtown Providence on Washington Street. So, so, you know, all of this, and again, I'm going to refer to and give credit. It's Jeffrey Scott Shapiro in the Wall Street Journal. Stop calling January 6th an insurrection. That is a legal term. Denotes much more than violent riot or disturbance. And that's what it was. And they want it to be more of that. And and I believe, you know, Biden wants to talk about anything other than COVID. Biden wants to talk about anything other than COVID. Anything, the fact that testing is screwed up. Uh, prices of everything is going up. Inflation is going up. The price of everything is going up. They, they want to talk about anything other than that. Governor McKee, there's no one happier there's a snowstorm coming than Governor McKee. Because then he's going to say, uh, he can talk about anything other than the failed testing, that he had information prior to this was going on. So snowstorm to impact Friday morning commute. Well, you know, it's possible we're going to get three inches. And already, you know, they're, they're getting ready. And I, and I get the whole thing. And I, I get that. Biden declared Trump backers daggers that throw to democracy. Well, what, why, wasn't, why wasn't the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matter 
BLM, Antifa, the defund the police, all those violent protests. What, why wasn't that considered a threat to our democracy? Um, do you know in, um, in, I forget, it was, it was a good piece that in some countries they're going to start to um, ban political protests at people's homes because they're becoming a lot of the vaccine uh, anti-mandate people are starting to go to the homes of public officials and it's it's getting out of hand and they may bar that and you know i i was there when the black lives matter and and defund the police people and they repeatedly were going up to governor Amundo's neighborhood on the east side and threatening her neighbors and setting off explosives i was there on a Saturday night when they were there for an hour and a half and a local restaurant actually brought them dinner and they were swearing and yelling through the bullhorn and yelling at me and yelling at the neighbors and you know, for that. So and, and no one was arrested. No one was arrested. And then this Friday, this past fall on a Friday night, some of the frontline workers went to McKee's house. On a Friday night, and a group that was seventy percent women, and they arrested three people. So, Wall Street Journal: Democracy isn't dying. January sixth was a riot, not an insurrection. U.S. institutions held. Listen, they wanted it to be, and I get the whole thing. You know, Frontline has a great piece. It suddenly emerged the proud, but there's no mention <clears throat> anything about the. January 6th, don't trust anyone that doesn't mention that we, the entire nation watched the summer of 2020 when it was one violent protest after another. Even here, Rhode Island was not spared. How about what they did on Federal Hill? So on one afternoon, for two hours, a group of tourists in D.C., All right, I'll even concede at times it was a riot. I'll even go to that. But but any any news organization that talks about January 6th, if they leave out tearing down the monuments in Washington, in all over the country, if they leave out the violent protests in the aftermath of George Floyd, that that is complete bias. You can't have one without the other. Because as I have said in the past, you know, as someone that has attended locally more Trump rallies than anyone, people talk about they should have been more prepared. One of the things about the Trump rallies, I was at that Trump rally in New Hampshire the night before the New Hampshire primary. It was February of 2020, and it was before the pandemic hit, and it was up in Nashua. And I've attended that and other times. And I would say to people, at times it seemed like you didn't even need police. There were 12,000 people. There was just no trouble, 15 even. There was just no trouble with the crowd. But this was different. And when you see this documentary, and I had heard this before, Capitol Police definitely were pretty aggressive. And they expected people. Did did they want to overrun some of the, the bike barricades they set up? Yes. But I, I still argue what the other side refuses to acknowledge is that they had watched an entire month after month of violent protests go unchallenged. Um, as I said, Wall Street Journal, it is about Nancy Pelosi wanting to hold on to power. They didn't come close to overturning the election. So the Justice Department said 725 people have been charged. 70 defendants had the case adjudicated. 31 will do time in prison. If you're talking about 100,000 people, I'm going to use the CNN line that it was mostly peaceful protest. How about in Rhode Island? They'd go up and they were trying to shut down the highway. Was that peaceful? They did a lot of damage. Um, <clears throat> the Wall Street Journal writes, the true man at the margin was Mike Pence presiding as the Senate. He recognized his duty and certified the vote count. So it held under the pressure. So, but this business of the armed insurrection, and then what was comical, as you know, when they went to the Trump impeachment, 
It was our own Rhode Island Congressman Cicilline that said a pen could be considered a weapon. So when they said armed insurrection, some of the people had that. There were people, listen, there were people that were found with beer spray and and somebody had zip ties. They didn't use them at anyone. Uh, but I want to remind people that, you know, I think my, my opinion, um, oh, good. President Trump has put out a statement. Uh, let's see. President Trump has put out a statement. To watch Biden speaking is very hurtful to many people. They're the ones who tried to stop the peaceful transfer with a rigged election. Look at the numbers. Does anybody really think Biden beat Obama with the black population in select swing state cities, but nowhere else? That he would lose 18 out of 19 bellwether counties and 27 out of 27 toss-up House races, but somehow received the most votes in American history with no coattails. That he would lose Florida, Ohio, and Iowa and win even though it's never been done before. They spread a web of lies about me and Russia for four years trying to overturn the 2016 election. And now they lie about how they interfered in the 2020 election too. Big tech was illegally used. This is a statement today on President Trump. Where did all those votes show up from in Georgia? Where it was just revealed they sold ballots for $10 a piece or in Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin. He acts like he's aggravated, but we're the ones who are aggravated. And America's suffering because of it with his poisonous borders, record inflation, humiliating surrender Afghanistan, $5 a gallon gas and higher, empty stock shelves and rampant crime. America is a laughing stock of the world. And it's all because of the real insurrection, which took place on November 3rd. But this is an election year. And MAGA Republicans get elected. Work with me to fix the horror that Joe Biden and the Democrats have brought us. Never forget the crime of the 2020 presidential election. Never give up. What a brilliant statement. By President Trump at 1244. Brilliantly written. Absolutely right. Wow. Folks, right now it's 1244. This portion of the John DePietro show on this J6 is brought to you by Henry Oil. Now listen, a snowstorm is coming. I'm asking you this winter season, make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them. Get that oil tank filled up. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, service contract, budget plans. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Automatic delivery, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, 401-521-0200. Serving most of Rhode Island at Southeastern Mass and online at henryoil.com. That is a great statement by uh, President Trump. I think we may have Peter Navarro on tomorrow. I got to check with Peter. I've been talking with his people. But this is, folks, this is really an outrage. How about, remember, it was a year ago that for two weeks they posted, remember, Ramundo McKee had the National Guard at the Rhode Island State House. They only had the National Guard out after the riot in Providence. Why didn't they have the National Guard out with some of the things that went on at the Rhode Island State House? No, they wouldn't do that. That was all done do you remember then they tried to go after that Justin Price? That was ridiculous as well. Uh, the Rep Price, they wanted him to resign because he happened to be in D.C. on January 6th. Think about that for just a moment. Uh, it, it's not your imagination. It is a double standard. And, you know, Ch- Channel 12, I, I take exception with the fact that uh, that Channel 12 even casually uses the term that it was, in fact, uh, an insurrection. When I, I, I mean it. I don't believe, and as I've said, uh, did things get pretty rowdy? They did. But there was also, you know, it was Cicilline where they talked about that uh, Capitol Police officer. And, and he kept insisting that he had, in fact been beaten to death by the crowd 
from um, from the the protesters, and that absolutely never, as you know, it it never happened. It absolutely never happened. Now I'm gonna. I, there's a lot of news. I will talk about. <clears throat> um, Alorza basically wants to give fifteen million dollars, fifteen million dollars to for um, reparations in the city of Providence of COVID relief money. That that's wrong, and and we will. Um, I want to play. This is ridiculous. Kamala Harris compares January sixth. To September 11th in Pearl Harbor. They, these people, this is ridiculous. This is all in the solemn marching and, and everything else. This is ludicrous that they are behaving in this, this manner. And we're, we're not going to fall for it. This is ridiculous. Folks, also, by the way, total side note. If you, wanna, if you wonder what Rhode Island is going to be like once they... Um, here's, here's an email from Cicilline trying to raise money off of January 6th. There it is. Uh, dear Juan, a year ago today, we witnessed one of the greatest that's threats of our democracy ever faced. A violent mob incited by Trump stormed the Capitol, tried to overturn the results. I tried to fight them back. In my office, I could hear them coming at me, but I bravely fought them off. Despite the damage caused by Trump, this was still an unthinkable event. One of my staff members, Rich Luchette, had to leave our office that day because of the damage mentally done to him. After January 6th, our democracy was in a fragile state. Please donate to my campaign to ensure that this never happens again. You know what is um, undermining democracy? Is people trying to raise money, I believe, off of um, January 6th. As a total side note, at 1249, if you go to the Facebook page, and folks, good afternoon on this January 6th. <clears throat> if you uh, log on to the Facebook page. Now, as you know, or may not know, but Governor McKee, this month, unless they delay it, they're set to have um, what they are calling safe injection centers in Rhode Island. And I have video posted, when I give credit to Kyle, this was at a Pawtucket bus shelter. Imagine you want to wait for the bus, and you can see the video, the guy is shooting up right there. At the bus stop, as two two of his friends are watching, watching guard. Look at this. Is this the Rhode Island we want? Imagine what this is going to be like when they open up the safe injection centers in McKee's, Rhode Island. What we you and I call a bus shelter is a safe injection center to this crowd. Do you think there's going to be less of this? Do you think this crowd they're going to just then be going into the injection center? This is going to become commonplace. This is how ridiculous this is. Check that out. If you haven't seen it yet, and again, I, I want to share. I'm sharing the video. I asked permission from the person that actually cut it. It was filmed in Pawtucket. Look at how outrageous. That's at a bus stop. You know, who takes the bus? And look at the two goons that are standing there watching. This guy literally injecting himself with a needle at a Ripta bus stop. This, do you think this is good? Let me ask you, when with the McKee injection centers, do you think there's going to be more of that or less? Uh, there's going to be more of it. This is Kamala Harris earlier today. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021. <laughs> and June 1st, 2020, when they had the riot at the Providence Place Mall. Like, I, are you kidding me? I, but, like, that is their mindset. 
Now, again, folks, good afternoon right now at 1251. Um, th- this is absurd. And, but it's all politics. I mean, it, it's all, po- this is all. That's all it is. It's politics. They, they, these people, they're, they're not, these people that you're hearing from, Pelosi, Biden, Harris, despite what people think, they can read poll numbers. They can read things like the Cook Report and other polls that show a massive red wave coming this November now. Remember, it's this November of the midterms for the congressional seats in the Senate. They see what's happening. They see an administration unable to stop or do anything to stop. President Biden, his poll numbers are not going to go up. He can give every all these speeches about President Trump. It's not going to raise his poll numbers. So, all right. So it was it was a rowdy protest of some tourists that at times had a riot feel to it. You know, that I will even accept. This was not an armed insurrection. That is ludicrous. And what I want to mention right now at 1252, anyone that has seen the footage of, to me, one of the more compelling arguments that back up what I'm saying is it's in the Senate chambers and you have that idiot, right? The shaman with the buffalo head and he's painted, oh, yelling up and down. And the guys that are rifling through the desk, he actually went to the desk of Pence and wrote, you know, we're coming for you and everything. But there's there's a man there, and I think he was one of the Oath Keepers, and he's saying, guys, this is, you know, be respectful. This is sacred ground we're in. That's where the vice president sits. And there were about 20 to 25 protesters in there and there was one capitol police officer one and then if you watch they say a prayer it is true some of them were rifling through i don't know what the hell they were looking for but look lifing to one of the guys even says these scumbags will find something but anyhow they stop they actually have a prayer and then the capitol police officers guys you you gotta leave here they one of them had rope ties on him right did they capture the Capitol Police officer? No. Did they take him as a hostage? No. They were in the Senate chamber where Vice President Pence sits right there. Did they say, absolutely not. You're our hostage. Start communicating. You know, listen, we got this guy. Here are our demands. Did they do anything remotely close to that? That Capitol Police officer was greatly outnumbered. I... I'm going to guess there were 20 of them and one of him. What did they do? They rifled through some things. That idiot, the shaman, QAnon with the, you know, the buffalo head or whatever the hell that was, um, wrote a note to Pence. And and then then they left. <laughs> and they said people like Sicily, they never want to talk about that. If Let's just say, I mean, and I point to. That, that film, Tommy Lee Jones is in it, and um, Gary, um, who's the guy that was in Lethal Weapon? He's in it, and it's, it's under, Steven Seagal, under siege. They, they take over, right, the submarine that has, like, the nuclear or something, and, and it's Tommy Lee Jones, and it's supposed to be a birthday, and it's um, the real whacked. What's his name? He's in the Lethal Weapon. I'm blank. Gary Gary Boosie, right? And remember, that's something. They overtake the ship. And then they're gonna they're making demands. And then Steven Seagal, he was a Navy SEAL, and now he's just the 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 chef, the cook on the ship. And then he overtakes the now that was, I don't want to say an insurrection, but that was like a hostage situation. Now, granted, it's a movie. But do you say anything remotely close to that? No, no. If this truly had been an organized thing, you know, with uh, the three percenters, the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, Roger Stone, Rudy Giuliani, they got into the building. They did get into the building. They could have set up a perimeter. As a matter of fact, when they were going in the building, they could have brought in AKs, ARs. They could have had weapons, right? It could have been like a full hostage takeover where they literally take it over. But instead, that did not happen. 
You know why? Because it was never going to be that. And they, they, they don't want that to be the narrative. So, and look at proof in the pudding. Cicilline is trying to raise money off January 6th. The local media, the liberal biased media, not, not everyone, but a big bulk of it, they'll never report on that. Never report on that. Folks, right now at, what time is it? 1256. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Make Propane Plus your propane provider. Now in Rhode Island, call them today, 401-885-4209. 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508 252 3359. Three generations of the Johnson family available 24-7 for service and delivery. They offer online billing, schedule your service or delivery. It's Propane Plus. Call them today and remember free system performance analysis. You can depend on Propane Plus. And if you're a restaurant and you use propane tanks for heaters and lights and so forth, call Propane Plus. Be delivered from them. 401-885-4209 for propane plus folks again there's a lot of information on the website depetro.com about the car crash killer and remember depetro.com which is watched by end zone sports pub 960 mendon road in cumberland i was there yesterday with dana it's always a good crowd uh patriots final game is coming up this sunday against the dolphins and then you have the playoffs, catch all the action, end zone sports pub. This is where I watch the Patriots, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Always a great crowd. Now, folks, it's 1258. We have another full hour to go. Next hour, I will talk about, number one, obviously, this foolishness of January 6th. That was a brilliant statement put out by President Trump. We'll talk about that. And also, Mayor Alorza wants to take taxpayer money. Now, I want to remind people, I believe this has to be approved by the city council. So we'll obviously be in touch with uh, level-minded people of the Providence City Council. But he wants to give away $15 of COVID relief money, which is taxpayer money, for reparations to residents of Providence, saying that they were affected more by the pandemic than, than you were and everyone else. That, that's, that's outrageous. The pandemic has affected everyone. If anything, that I, I would have less of a problem if they help businesses in downtown Providence and make the city safer for people. You don't just start giving out 15 million people and telling people they don't have to work. So next hour, radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. The Power Hour is next on the John DePietro Show. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news on this. WNRI Woonsocket, W236CW, W260DC. WNRI.